Welcome everybody to the Indie Pod podcast. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and I have a great guest co-host tonight with me, uh, all the way from just up the uh, Turnpike or the Die 295 corridor. Very, very, very close. Uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to inviting him onto the stream with me here. Uh, if you are watching this live, thank you for joining us every Wednesday night. Uh, 8 p.m. or I know we started like eight minutes late, but if you could pop in the chat where you're listening from, it'd be great. Hey, Brent Basham, what's up, Jimmy? How we doing? Good to good to see you. Uh, see you in the chat. Pop, pop in where you're listening from in the in the Facebook live chat. Um, you can join our Facebook live group by going to uh, facebook.com or sorry, indiepodcon.com slash group will get you into the Facebook group so you can get notified when these live streams happen every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored. Uh, we have a generous sponsor. Uh, it's brought to you by Podbean. Podbean is an easy and powerful way to start podcasting. Uh, they give you all the tools you need for a successful podcast, such as unlimited podcast hosting, on the podcast distribution, monetization options for podcasts of any size, and live stream podcasting capabilities. Sign up today at podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. My guest co-host this week, like I said, is just north of me. Uh, he's been to every single MapCon now Indie PodCon event. And if you haven't heard yet, September 24th to the 26th, 2020 is the next event. We are back in the Philadelphia area. Uh, we were in Atlantic City last year, but we have brought it back to Swedesboro, South Swede, Philadelphia, South Swedesboro, uh, right here in good old New Jersey. And if you want to save $10, $10, 10% off your ticket before the ticket prices go up, uh, in the not too distant future, uh, get your ticket at indiepodcon.com slash register. Use promo code IPP, save 10%. You can also use that IPP code to get uh, awesome merch, podcasting merch. Go to indiepodcon.com slash shop and put in IPP for the promo code. Anyway, before that, any more talking and blah, 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 let's get Matthew Passy up in here. Woo! Welcome, Matthew. Welcome. Now prepare for 40 minutes of talking and blah, 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 just with two of us. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, at least I don't have to do all that. What's up, Dre? All the way down in Albany, Georgia, listening from New Orleans. What's up, Jimmy? Uh, the Disney Nerds podcast is hosted on Podbean. That is awesome. I'm glad to, glad to hear that. I know they're glad to hear that. Matthew, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well. It's a good start to uh, 2020 here uh podcasting is looking good some exciting news is coming down the pike and still uh, existent <laughs> it's still existing it's growing it's thriving and uh happy to be doing this so speaking of podcasting news why did you, um i just saw that spotify is auto inserting uh podcast ads now yeah it looks like that news broke earlier today that spotify is going to have their own dynamic marketplace although they called it something a little bit different than dynamic but that's basically what it is uh folks are gonna be able to go in there uh, create ads and have them inserted sounds like starting with just the exclusive content from spotify to begin with but eventually i'm sure we're going to see it you know going across the spectrum of all podcasting uh it was about you know this was sort of inevitable most people when they saw this broke they're like ah there it is as in they were waiting for it to happen 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Spotify is making strides and growing. And, you know, I think the last time I saw on pod news, they're the top podcast uh, app in like, I don't know, 60% of the countries around the world. And there was something this morning in, in either pod news or podcast business journal, a report from like Goldman Sachs claim that they're the number one podcast platform in the U.S. I don't quite by that number yet but they're certainly making strides and you know more people are definitely listening to podcasts on there than they have before do you have to subscribe like pay, have a paid account for spotify to get podcasts in there no there? oh no to listen to or to yes to well listen to. the answer is i don't have a like i have a spotify account i don't actively use it and i definitely don't pay for it i don't pay for it i'm able to go into spotify the web player or have the app on my computer I go in there, usually check my clients, make sure all their stuff is on there. It's no problem. There might be some features that I'm missing out on because I'm not paying for it. But um, I, here's the thing about what makes Spotify such an interesting entrance into the into the market is that there are so many people that are just hooked to Spotify for their music consumption. And the fact that Spotify is making such a big play into podcasting and encouraging people to listen to podcasts while they're already in there with the you know doing the music stuff is great more people are discovering podcasts because they're doing it through a platform they're they're already really comfortable with while let's be honest apple google some of that other stuff it's not hard but it's also not necessarily intuitive for first timers yeah finding content yeah is is abysmal if you're just have your iphone or your ipad and you're like i'm gonna find me a podcast like yeah you'll find like the top like 20 that they want to shove down your throat uh even if you type in a word like like a a search term like it's you, you still might not find what you're actually looking for yeah i mean curation and discovery not that it's tough to find a podcast. I mean, if you type in Super Joe Pardo, I'm sure you'll get Super Joe Pardo. But, right, if you're looking for... But not Disney, everybody's looking for Super Joe Pardo. Like, let's right, right. Like, there, if you're right? looking for so... Disney podcasts, you're more likely to find stuff produced by Disney than a lot of people who are podcasting about Disney, let's say. Um, Which is a so... shame because, you know, Jimmy Horn's one of those Disney podcasters. Shout out to Jimmy. And uh, it's... It, it's it's one of those things where there's a huge community like hundreds and thousands maybe even thousands of disney-based podcasts disney world-based podcasts disneyland based podcasts disney movie-based podcasts like disney plus now based podcasts yeah yeah well it's a th it's a thing and uh and thank you brent for for the shout out i i appreciate that what's up scott hey, how you scott. doing tonight miss you brother yeah it's been it's been a while since i've gotten to, to chat with okay. scott um so yeah i i think uh i think if, if somebody can hit that home run with that with the discovery the curation um when you type in a certain term you're not just getting like 10 podcasts on that term like you're, you know it actually goes deeper than that i think so, you know somebody can have a hit, real home run on their hands i mean you know if you think about the way most content discovery works it's not that dissimilar to what we see anywhere else if you go into netflix you get you know, their suggested top titles, ideally the stuff that they're pushing or the big movies and TV shows that are just being released on the platform. And then if you dig down at some of the categories, again, you're going to find the most popular stuff. If you're looking for smaller indie stuff, you've really got to hunt and you've really got to look and you've really got to, you know, know what you're trying to find. I think what we need to see more of in podcasting is sort of like a more concentrated 
crit critically reviewed critically acclaimed list of new podcasts uh you know like an entertainment weekly promote talking more about podcasts or mm, tv you know, guide uh, tv guide i mean it's so fractured that i can't imagine there's like is, a one there, source there, but yeah there isn't like a podcast weekly.com or something like there's a couple of different you know discovery and suggestion websites and email lists that are popping up here and there but none of them have that sort of you know entertainment weekly cachet or you know good morning america isn't always featuring like the latest podcaster every week like they do the tv shows and whatnot so i we're gonna get there but even when that happens it's still gonna be dominated by top pop culture names and um you know the the people who probably dominate the charts as it is right now every time a new season of serial comes out that's going to be you know on the front of every cover of every podcast magazine anyway so you just have to have good content yeah but that's... people who are going to advocate for you yeah yeah i mean having the good content uh great content is is definitely king you know like uh dave jackson says how do you get good right that's the number one thing you should be focused on uh and people people will find you um let's see oh what's up neil Good yeah, Podchaser. You, you're right, Brent. Podchaser is doing a little bit of that with their MySpace slash IMDb slash a few other things of podcasting. It's a great platform. Their social media is just killer. I mean, they are fantastic on Twitter. Um, but it's still going to take a lot of time because it's such a fractured market. It's not like movies and television where you've got a handful of production studios that control the distribution right anybody can throw up an rss feed from either a number of different hosts or just from their own site so it's going to take some time until we really see some real collective dissemination of smaller indie amateur podcasters making noise but but the, all that being said like keep pushing you don't need to be on the top of the itunes chart to have a very successful podcast i i would agree uh there's a lot of people that would agree um and yeah scott said i'm finding the sweet spot to be the 300 word description you get writing a compelling description and ensuring that it has great seo is a really good way to boost the discoverability but word of mouth is still the best way for whatever oh, yeah. reason and i i would not argue with that scott um for a long time there i was just like hey at the end of my show it was like here's the call to action if you enjoyed this episode if you got something out of it tell somebody go and physically go and tell somebody about it um to go listen and and it and it has helped um and the you know i think the reason is because you you're telling somebody to just analogly you know go tell somebody or or pick up your phone and boop, 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 and go tell somebody I, I, you know you could hit the share button on facebook cool but that's like nothing like that that's not good it's not really going to go anywhere so yeah. like go physically tell somebody would i'd greatly appreciate just like this show if you get something out of this show <laughs> and you love podcasting you should go and tell somebody to go listen to the indie pod podcast not over a, at indiepod.com no, no, no. invite them into the chat now Oh, right now. now. Yeah, go. Right. Yeah, right. Go now. bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them here. Good point, Brent, about the Spotify Prince playlist. I don't, I don't, again, we don't really use Spotify, so I'm not a huge user of that and proponent of it, but I'm sure that that is helping a lot of podcasters with others, you know, creating playlists for, you know, people to share and check out and, and, um, that, and uh, shows. 
<laughs> Thank you, Raphael. Uh, yes, it, it, this uh, we try to make this like pod porn every every Wednesday night at eight p.m. Uh, Eastern. Let's see, Brent sharing show episode isn't super easy yet. Uh, it's not, and and being able to get other people on board with listening to a show. I mean, look, I you know Matthew, I like so before I had a podcast, like my friends were telling me all about how I needed to go listen to podcasts back in two thousand and four, two thousand like yeah, like two thousand and four. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I don't really like talk radio. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, yeah, my computer downloaded to my iPod. like, And I was like, yeah, I'm good. But then I found WDW Today, and I was like, oh, here's a topic I really care about. Walt Disney World Today. And, uh, you know, I listened to, like, all the 1,500 episodes or 1,400 episodes or whatever they had. So, uh, you know, over the course of the next decade and, and, and change. So... Yeah, uh, it it's one of those things where it's like once you get addicted to something, you just keep going for it, right? And and the same is with like YouTube. The, it's great content is still the king, right? You're, uh, I think the best advice I saw was like if you want to grow something, and it doesn't matter like YouTube versus iTunes versus just the podcast in general. Like great content, great uh, thumbnail, and great title. Like yeah. if you're doing those three, if you're taking care of those three things you're going to be able to get a lot further along than if you don't take care of one of those, uh, all three of those three things. I would agree. And I think to to the point that folks are making, like Brent is saying about sharing a show, sharing an episode, isn't that easy? And what you were saying, I mean, 2004, different challenge that we have today. It's a little bit easier. I I was like, I don't want to sync my iPod every like (laughs) week. And and the show like WDW today was a three day a week show. So I'm like, I'm going to have to sync my, my pod my ipod up like three times a week that's insane and what was your ipod storage like you know 256k like did you get an episode oh i had no i (laughs) I had the 40 gig one i think the start was because i had like the fourth gen 40 i think it was 40 gig well but but what i was going to say is there are still folks who are not comfortable with the experience of listening to podcasts like yes can you go on a website and hit play sure but the idea are you gonna do that constantly are you gonna go back to that website all right. the time right but like the play button no. right the, the idea of incorporating it into your audio consumption whether that's in your car on your jog like all the different places where you're going to listen to audio your smart speakers it's still not seamless it's still not totally fluid so what it takes is for someone to be brought into the podcast ecosphere like you said the the disney one that really hooked you you're like eh, i don't care about podcasts disney i care about that like once you get yeah. hooked in by a topic that just you know hits you in your soul then you're willing to figure out a way to f- listen to those more conveniently even like i i created podcasts i worked in podcasts i worked in radio i wasn't even listening to them because it was annoying to try and listen to them in my car for the longest time and finally, when it became as easy as just hitting one button, my Bluetooth would connect and they would pop on. That's when it became, you know, my go-to everything listening to podcasts. But it took a long time for that to click. And I think until it becomes that much easier for everybody to just hit a single button and be listening to shows, it's going to be tough. Now, once you get them there, oh, there's a trove of just amazing stuff to find and people become hooked. But we still have that barrier of, get people to listen to podcasts easily and comfortably where they want to do their listening. 
I mean, I still listen to radio. Anybody that's been watching, you know, watching or listening to this show Ooh. knows I, I listen. I do. Well, <laughs> WIP, right? The, the Philly talk, Philly sports talk radio. Like, I, I want to hear, like, the calls, right? I want to hear the, the, the pulse listen of the my, city. My buddy I want to hear what's going on, the break, you know, the breaking news and things like that. You're not going to get that with a podcast. So, no, listen to my buddy, Aton Shander. He does a great podcast. They take calls. Isn't uh, he the he one that got fired from? <laughs> 97.5 he's been fired from a lot of places but it's only because he's so good <laughs> uh, Tim Bryan no, i did a- like Aton. i liked Aton. uh what? i didn't have a problem with him but i i mostly listen to wip and and with that said like uh you know they're talking about podcasts all day long now like all day, like yeah. like multiple times an hour, they're like, "Hey, well, you should go listen to our pod, you know, our podcast." Where this guest, you know, the first thing they like, "Oh, we're having uh, this guy, you know, this guy on, and we're talking about, the, you know, we mentioned their podcast, so you can go and listen to them." And um, but I I don't like I don't I don't know it's it's weird it's it's, it's weird for me it's because of habit you're used to it's live and it's easy like it's already on my car like bam and right. as long as there isn't a commercial on but at this commercial i just flip my i flip over to my iphone and i start listening to music until it's uh, like two three minutes later i was at a conference for broadcasters uh, gotta be six years ago and a guy stood up and said don't worry about podcasts listen the great thing about radio is when you get in your car you turn on the car it works yeah it doesn't require anything else so for a lot of people when they get in their car the radio just works they they don't have the patience to do the extra steps it takes to listen to it. So, right and until nope. it, like right now I've got CarPlay, uh, Apple CarPlay. So when I come yep. in, I plug my phone in just out of habit now, and right there on the big screen is my big. Not only is the podcast app there, but Overcast is right there. Boop boop, playing done, easy. Unless the kids are in the car, and then I'm listening to Frozen music all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're two. What are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I would say so, you guys right now, but no. <laughs> I would appreciate it if you did, but you don't have to. It's okay. No pressure. Tim asks, is there anything out there for government podcasts to make them engaging? Community, comma, community. I've been tasked to make one for my work group because I'm the podcast guy at my job. And bonus question will an re 20 uh, 320 make me sound like matter i think he's trying to say matt well i'm reading it verbatim this for the record this is an re 20 not a 320 uh this is an old school fancy one i got from my old radio job uh <laughs> just like hey thanks for firing me <laughs> uh, uh it, it's a better story than that but basically like here's your parting gift um <laughs> Tim, you don't need it you got a great voice keep doing what you're doing i know you've got some 320s on your christmas list i'm sure santa will deliver them soon uh the question about is there anything out there for government podcasts to make them engaging i don't think that because it's a government podcast it's any less engagement than any other podcast you just have to put out good content in an interesting way now can you create content for the government that's interesting that is probably harder to do uh just because you know by its very nature government is bureaucratic and boring and um pretty you know slow i guess is is how i would think about it um but there's nothing that says that it can't be more engaging it just 
It depends on how you want to deliver it, how you want to communicate with it, and how you want to engage with your target audience for it. Um, you know, right now the podcast itself is sort of one way. I'm going to talk into a microphone. You have to listen. But where the real en engagement happens is in Facebook groups, in Slack groups, in email communications where you're asking folks to send you questions or leave a voicemail. Uh, if you have the technology to do call-in shows. Um, I mean, I imagine, again, with the government stuff that folks want to kind of keep their anonymity and don't want to call into a government podcast and complain about their job because I guess somebody could be listening. Um, the government knows who you are. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, more I, so than other people. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I don't think you have to put the word government in that question to change the answer. Can your podcast be engaging? Absolutely. Same steps apply, whether it's for government, business, personal, family, relationships. Um, you've just got to, you've got to care about the content. You've got to value the time of the people listening. You've got to be naturally curious or uh, wildly passionate about it. And you've got to find out what your target audience wants or needs and, and fill those fill those gaps for them so i'm going to come at it from a different for a little bit of different perspective uh i think you got to find a way to inject your personality into it um because it it will make people want to continue to listen to you uh i think i i i'm a big proponent of voices if i don't like your voice uh i'm not going to listen to your podcast i'm not going to listen to your radio show i'm not going to listen to you as a rapper or a singer uh, voice is plays a huge part in that and and what you know sounds good to me doesn't sound good to somebody else blah blah but, blah but do you mean voices in like the the sound of my voice or voices in like my the warmth of my voice no the the sound of your voice okay yeah just I strongly it, disagree like, there but i just want to be clear well <laughs> so i would say so so if if your voice doesn't like if it sounds like nails on a chalkboard to me the con it's gonna be really like the content's gonna have to be so good that i'm gonna look past that i think a good example of that would be gilbert godfrey content way outperforms and plays in in his voice plays into said uh whether or not somebody's willing to listen to him well, and in fact, his voice is now his best asset because it made him a it's a, such yeah. a unique voice. Irre that, yeah, irreplaceable. Right, people, right, irreplaceable. And they wanted him to do a million things with it other than, you know, just be an offensive comedian. Right. So, yeah. So, again, voice plays a huge, you know, aspect of that. But I would say uh, I, I think you, you have a lot of great points, like being curious about the content, being, uh, you know, wanting to, to bring more into it, wanting to bring your people into that that world, that, that world of government uh, or part, whatever part of government it is. You know, I, I there's just so many aspects of of trying to get people to engage. Uh, I mean, if you're like literally like, let's start a podcast where like all of our TPS reports will be just read off. Like, oh yeah, like yeah. Well, why are you even mm. wasting your time in that? Like, don't like nobody wants to hear that. And the person that does, well, then let them go do the the darn thing, right? Um, you you know you have to be able to to inject your 
to a certain level your own personality your own you know sense of humor into it and the people that are going to connect with it are going to connect with it but again if it comes down to like you need to read the read the tps port report the way it's it's written don't even waste your time let 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 siri read it for you or let uh you know alx say read it for you like you don't you don't need to waste your time when it comes to being engaged and maybe not have awkward pauses, like awkward pauses are sometimes better than an um. <laughs> oh, TPS reports, TPS cover sheets. Yes, you you gotta make them have have them. Sniper John adds, love Ricky Gervais's old podcast with Carl Pickle, Pickleting, Picklington, Pilkington, Pilkington. Uh, I'm not not familiar with. Uh, I, I mean, obviously Ricky Gervais, uh, but not uh, Carl. Um, you know, so so Matthew, like, what? How, when people come, when so you produce a bunch of shows, right? Like for other people. I mean, that's kind of your your thing, right? That's what I do. That's what you do. And in order to make them, like, do people ever ask you, like? what like what could i do to make it more engaging because i have this because i think we get also get this idea of like what we're supposed to sound like and what it's supposed to be like because that's i don't don't know we just fall into our own traps of like this is what you know this is what it should be we should all sound like npr and talking into the mic and like like really close talking low volume super warm kind of thing but we can't you know but like but maybe our personalities are loud so like what what's like what can you give an example of somebody you worked with to get them to be more engaging in the conversation no what i can do is give you an example of what i won't do is that most of my tell them to fake it (laughs) No, that, oh, okay. just, just the opposite. <laughs> Most of my clients that come to me, I like if you come to me and you say, I really want to start a podcast, but I don't know what's a podcast about. Stop. Like right there. Stop. You don't have to have a podcast. You don't need a podcast. You are not entitled to a podcast. It is not a requirement for citizenship or anything else like that. You should want a podcast because there is something that you are dying to say that is you are bursting from the insides with overwhelming joy and enthusiasm to get this message out there. And this is the right platform for you. So mostly what I run into are my I I typically don't have to coach my clients on how to be more engaging because they are coming to me with something that they are so passionate about. They are the expert. They are curious. They are eager to share what they're doing that I don't really have to coach them on how to be more engaging. Now, to your point, I'm also not going to coach them on how to talk like Terry Gross. And I'm not going to teach them how to talk like Joe Rogan. I'm not going to tell them you got to be like John Lee Dumas. If you want this to work, you have to be authentic. If you are putting on an act, I mean, unless you're doing like, you know, fiction podcasting or you're doing a character, but but the point is, if you want people to engage with you, you have to be you and you have to accept 
the community that is going to want to engage with you. If you go on there and try to be Terry Gross, no one's going to listen because there's already a Terry Gross, right? Like, we don't need another one. We don't need another blah, blah, blah podcaster. But how am I going to be famous otherwise, Matthew? You're going to be, well, if you're doing this because you want to be famous, then you're in it for the wrong reason. The reason to do it is, look, podcasting in and of itself is not a fame maker. Most of these people who are getting famous off podcasting would probably be famous if they did YouTube or if they wrote a blog or anything else. The reason that it works is because they are passionate, they are authentic, they are working their tails off, and they are finding a community that is real, that is true to them. If you're going to put out content and you like you're dying to get into X community, but your content attracts Y, and you keep focusing on X and you keep focusing on X, and you're wondering why am I not growing my show? It's because you're ignoring what your true community is and the people who want your content. So don't try to wiggle yourself into a place that you don't belong. Be you, be real, be authentic, be curious. And then find out who wants to come along for the ride with you. And if you're doing it for those reasons, most of those folks would podcast if they only had one listener. And they're happy that they have more, but they are so passionate, it's not about the audience. If for you it's about the audience size, you're probably not going to ever get that audience size that you're looking for, or it's never going to be enough. I got my first 1,000 downloads. I got my first 10,000 downloads. I got 100,000 downloads. And yet you're always chasing the next number and there's no satisfaction in it. But if you're doing like one of my clients did this because there were people in the industry he wanted to talk to. He told me, I don't care about how many people are going to download this thing. I don't care, you know, if we have to do 400 of these, like we'll start off with a few, but right now there are people I want to talk to. If I email them right now and say, Hey, you have an hour to chat. They're going to go who, but if I email them and say, I have a podcast, they'll give me their time. And he got those people's time. He took advantage of that hour by being genuinely curious in them, asking them questions that nobody else was asking because if, if people were asking the questions already, he wouldn't have to do it. So he was trying to fill voids in his information base, in his network, in his you know mind that nobody else was doing. And as a result, without caring about how many people listened, thousands and thousands of people wanted to listen. So that's the point. Like, don't come, don't come to me in podcasting and say, I really want to start a podcast, but I don't know what I should do it about. Come to me and say, this is what I'm really passionate about. Is a podcast the right way to deliver? Then we'll have a conversation. Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And uh, Tim adds, my audience will be agents in the field. It will be internal uh, and uh, new to the agency. So be being inquisitive sounds like with my approach, the thrust of the podcast uh, will be relaying info on programs we offer employees. For that, I mean, there are plenty of folks who are using podcasting as an internal newsletter, right? Because nobody's reading the emails anymore. People aren't reading blog posts. But if you have agents in the field, yeah, they're probably driving a lot. So throwing information up there as a podcast is useful to them. If you want to get them to start listening, put something in the podcast that they're not going to get anywhere else, right? Like you're, you're, I don't know, because I don't know exactly what you're referring to, but take a piece of information that would be useful to them and tell them the only way you're going to get these updates is by accessing the podcast. Or 
if you access the podcast first, you get it two weeks before it goes in the newsletter. That'll force them to find it. That'll force them to listen. And then if it's good, if what you're delivering is good, engaging and everything else is useful, then they'll stick around. But because you're doing something that's more of a, I guess I'll call it a chore than a a passion thing, then you've got to force them into, you have to force a reason for them to engage with you and listen. hold it hostage (laughs) yeah i mean essentially a lot of the problems with the internal podcasts are that it's not available on the platforms that we want to listen to right Mm -hmm. so right like yeah you gotta go out of your way for it right company wants to put out a podcast podcasting in the first place right like company wants to put out a podcast but they don't want to make it available as an rss feed for me to access through itunes i've got to use it on the company internal internet site which i can't access on my phone well what's the point Right. I'm I'm already sitting at my computer not reading your newsletter. I'm gonna sit on my computer and not listen to your podcast. So I think that is often an issue. But try and think about creating incentives for them to have to listen that first few those first few times. And then they'll hopefully become regular listeners if how you're delivering the content is effective. Um yes, yeah, people and- have to be themselves, Raphael. Yes, Raphael, at the end of the day, people have to be themselves. Everyone's style is different and they should express themselves authentically, whether they are loudmouth or deliberate. Uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, I, you know, you that and that's what people are going to connect with, right? Is is who you are. Not everyone's going to like it, and that's okay. Doesn't need to be. You're never going to have six billion subscribers to your podcast. Stop trying to get them. Nick, Nick, Nick G is a great example of that. You know, here's a guy, he just, he does what works for him yep. and people love it and he enjoys doing it. And the fact that he enjoys doing it makes it enjoyable for people to listen to. And yeah, yep. it, you will never please everybody. Like, you know, Joe said earlier, if someone's voice is annoying to me, I don't want to listen. That voice might be really sexy to somebody else. You can't change that. Don't worry about the people who are not listening. Focus on focus on each individual who is listening and covet that listener like they're your best friend. Thank them, share with them, respect them, respect their time. If you tell them you're doing episodes every week, be there every week. If you tell them you're going to be there at nine, be there at nine. If you tell them, you know, whatever, respect that that person has chosen to listen to you. Don't take anybody for granted. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Tim says, thanks for the actionable info. This is a Dave Jackson because of my podcast story. It is in the making. Shout out to Dave Jackson. Shout out to Glenn, the geek Herber, uh, who is said, I have seen so many posts of people just starting shows, talking to their friends, and that's okay, but don't complain when no one (laughs) listens. Hey, I'm that guy. I started my show and I was interviewing every person I could possibly get my hands on and trying to spin every aspect of what they were trying to do into a story that fit the dreamers podcast narrative. And a lot of it worked, but you know, again, it's, you don't expect, you know, craziness to come of out of it, but you never know. Right. And, and you got to grow as well too. If you're just getting started, like you got to stop sucking. So how does the best way to stop sucking? Get them reps in and how are you going to get those reps? Talk to your friends. Yeah. I mean, I, I think to Glenn's point, right? Like you and your three knucklehead friends in your basement who, you know, you enjoy playing video games. You guys think you're hilarious. You want to start a podcast? Fine. 
but don't be shocked that when you go into the comedy category of podcasting and you're competing with professional comedians who write content uh, all day, like this is what they do for a living is be funny and be observational and read and, you know, make jokes. Like don't be surprised when you can't compete with them. You have a nine to five. You're just having fun with your friends. Fine. If you do it thinking you're going to become uber famous, it's not going to happen. If you do it because you really just want to, like the podcast is just a great excuse to talk to your friends, then talk to your friends. <laughs> if you're funny, you'll rise to the top. If not, you won't. End of story. But no you'll have a good time doing it, right? Yeah. And that And that should be all that really, really at the end of the day matters. Yeah, don't um, make a big investment in it and then complain that you're not growing. Just do it for you. So you're if saying you want- I shouldn't write that twenty thousand dollar check for, for for a full on podcasting studio for me and my three friends in the basement to sit down and talk? Not unless you're going to monetize that studio by bringing other people in. No, <laughs> no, there's no, there's, that doesn't make any sense. If it's just you and your friends and your moms are listening, honestly, they probably don't want their moms listening. Honestly, if they're trying to true, be funny, true. and your girlfriend, three, your, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got your three other idiot friends who are listening, who are jealous that they're not on there. Like, yeah, hey, pretty much. <laughs> don't spend all the money. It, it's just not worth it. People who are investing in the money, it's because their podcast is a reflection of their brand, right? Like, I my clients, I tell them they have to invest a little bit of money to get a microphone and not a Yeti. Sorry, I, there was an unnecessary shot at the Yeti. <laughs> um, I, and it's not because they have to sound good. It's because if they are putting out content and they are potentially reaching new clients, new, you know, customers, the customer is going to hear this and that's going to reflect on their brand. If somebody hears a cheap podcast, they're going to assume you do a cheap job in everything. So that's why professionals that are doing podcasts have to spend the money. You and your friends in the basement do not. Go the cheap route. Go the fun. Like, just go and have fun. If it works, great. <laughs> Invest the money. Yeah. Put your, put your phone put your on phone. record and put it in the middle of a table and see what happens. You know, see if the funny happens. If the funny don't come out, then well, then you didn't lose any money in the process. Yeah. You're not entitled you to You didn't waste time podcast. to editing a podcast that like no one potentially is going to listen to. And a hundred episodes later, maybe it's worth spending the the hundred bucks on some microphones. Yeah, I mean, once it works, invest, right? Once you've proven it out, then you know, start to make real investments. But in the beginning, if you want to do this for fun, do it for fun. Who cares? Yeah, the equip the, the equipment doesn't make the haha. You got to make the haha. And and here's the other thing: there are people who, all right, all right. Let, let's let's get off the idiots in the basement example. Oh, okay. There are people who are genuinely passionate about something. One of my clients is a chess teacher. And a few years ago, he wanted to start a podcast because he was listening to a bunch of podcasts about chess and nobody was doing one particular thing. And he decided, I can't find the podcast that I want to listen to, so I'm going to start it. We started out as cheaply as possible, right? Cheap, really, like simple, cheap not very like quality wise great but he just wanted to do it because this was what was interesting to him and you know what happened 
other people thought it was good too. Other people felt that there was a void in the market for that type of content. And then what happened? As his show improved, the audience that had been with him from day one were only that much happier to be a part of that experience, right? The people who start off with you when you're terrible are so happy when you get better. They're so happy when you get a better microphone, you change the music up a little bit. You're able to attract the bigger guests. You go from every other week to every week. You get a new, like whatever that is, it's great. It's, it's great for people to come along the evolution of your show and watch it get better. It sucks when you go the other way and you spend $20,000 on a studio and you realize after three episodes, oh, we've got out of money, start selling off microphones. And now your show is getting worse. And now you're doing your show less often. What you're doing is you're creating disappointment and then people are going to start bouncing. So it's okay to suck in the beginning and get better, especially if you are filling a void that nobody else is filling out there. Um, you know, that's, that's a great experience for, for people to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is a journey. Uh, you know, five years, five and a half years into this, uh, it is absolutely a journey that you have to be willing to, to go in and, and suck at for a while and have, crap equipment and go through the editing process and learn what works for you and what works for your audience. Great example. You watch, uh, Simpsons today, right? Simpsons has been on <laughs> television for 30 years now. Yeah. Go back and watch the first episode. Oh yeah. It's, the it's, pilot I did. Is it's garbage. Yeah, it the is. First it's, really few seasons, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Now those first few seasons, like the writing is really good. Oh yeah. It was that the animation is trash compared to what it looks like today. Yeah. The same thing. Watch the first couple episodes of Seinfeld. Hell, you've got the big tournament of champions going on. Watch the original jeopardy. Look at how cheap and stupid that looked when it first came on the air, but it was a great concept. It was a right. great idea and people fell in love with it. And as people fell in love with it, they were able to grow and evolve and improve and dress up the set and all these different things. So if you have a great concept, if you work hard at it, and if there's an audience for it, it will get to where it needs to be. Don't worry about it being where it needs to be on day one. Absolutely. And speaking of that, to transition Hello. into something, while we have some people actually watching, you should be considering, maybe maybe you, Matthew, I don't know, but you should be considering joining me and some of the other podcasters in the IndiePod podcast community uh, in the weight loss game. Uh, we're using dietbet.com. It's four weeks. Fat? I'm just saying, if you <laughs> want to do it, it's up to you, man. Anybody could do it. Uh, it's four weeks. Uh, you you have to lose four percent of your body weight, and you will win money. Clay Groves won our last diet bet and won like sixty bucks or something like that. Uh, it's fifteen dollars to join. Uh, I think the time is the time is rapidly closing. If you uh, you know want to join us, you just got to do like a weigh-in. Your your weight can stay private. We don't all have to know your weight. You can see my weight on there. It's not a not a secret. Uh, it's not a big deal. Go to IndiePodCon.com slash loser. Come join us. Uh, we started up a Facebook uh, messaging chat group so that we can encourage each other throughout the process. Uh, it's only 15 bucks. It's a great excuse to like go lose some weight that you, you know, especially if you put on a few pounds after the holidays. Uh, I know, I know, I did. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, to to getting this underway here. Uh, by the way, 
yeah first of all first time like really live streaming on Streamyard, great platform yes. but i didn't realize that there's a private chat tab and a live comment tab like i've been seeing the the comments pop up on the bottom and i'm like oh where are those coming from um so all of a sudden i clicked over while you're talking about that and i found the comments uh apologies for anybody who i ignored and, and didn't respond to but also hashtag go from rags to niches from lou amazing Amazing. <laughs> yes i love that go from rags to niches that's awesome i i do love that as well um so if you you know we, we we're gonna wrap up here in a little bit but if you have any more podcasting questions excuse me uh specifically hard podcasting questions that you're looking to get answers to uh drop them in the facebook chat uh below um in the meantime you know so we uh matthew we we have a a icon coming up soon here in i mean soon is a relative turn uh in september uh that you know we're we're bringing it back to the hotel that uh i don't want to say it all started from because it really started in in westville new jersey um in a in a school gymnasium but I mean, yeah, you want to talk about, you know, rags the niches, the the starting of that conference to where it got to last year and where it's going to go. That's a great, great example, right? Yeah, you yeah, absolutely. You did it. You just, you made it happen. Yep, and we're we're continuing to make it happen. Um, and you know, there's just so many, uh, you know, so many opportunities for people to to be able to to have other podcasters on their show, learn from other podcasters. Uh, we're we're gunning for between three hundred, uh, three hundred to four hundred podcasters this year. Um, with lots of speakers on board, lots of new uh was it new competition workshops that we're, we're developing for the, for the event um, and more sponsors than, than ever before. So we're, we're really, I'm excited. I'm really excited for where we're, we're going to be able to go here in 2020. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great show. I think getting away from the glitz and the glamor and getting back to the focus of this podcast of this conference is going to be, fantastic i mean i loved this past year's conference don't get me wrong but um you know i i think that we lost a little bit with having yeah. to go all the way out to atlantic city i mean it felt like a three mile trip to get from my room to the conference every day <laughs> it um, was it was literally like probably about a mile and a half worth of walking i must have missed three speakers in that time just trying to get there uh, the first <laughs> and and hopefully i'll have something new and interesting to talk about at this year's show that um i think will be exciting for people that open up some new opportunities in the podcasting space uh things that'll help anybody uh with passion i i uh i i hope i hope so i'm looking forward to that uh if you haven't heard if you, if you haven't heard uh the speaker submissions are now open i don't have a running banner for that i should type that in uh the, you can go to uh indiepodcon.com apply we're looking for all kinds of talks uh this year it's it's going to be a little bit different as we we have whittled down uh the amount of number of speakers that we are able to accept this year rather than in past years where we everybody you know i took in as many as i possibly could to give the platform to as many people as i possibly could uh so this year we're, we're it's a little more focused there's only certain amounts of uh of of speakers per topic per category so you know you got to make sure that your your talk is going to be like hyper 
hyper-focused to get it in uh, in there and be able to to give it that talk. Uh, Tim says 14,000 steps every day. That's probably why my knee, uh, my kneecap was coming off of my knee at the end by, by like day two of being in the hotel. Uh, Cause my, it was, I was, it was messed up and it's, it's only just now getting better. Uh, like a hundred percent better. Yes. Uh, Lou says, I have one. So I have a new blog since the first of the year that will evolve into a podcast. It is all about my music playlist. Can I play videos in my podcast like a reacts video? So in the podcast feed, I mean, you can put videos in the podcast feed. Uh, night, Tim. Um, thanks for joining us. And Mr. Tim, the... Um, yeah, you can put pod videos in your podcast feed, but I don't know that anybody really <laughs> does. Is anybody other than Apple even support that? Video podcast? Yeah. Like, I don't, no, I don't think so. It's it's still pretty rare. Yeah, I think Apple might be the only one. And I don't, I mean, I last time I've even seen a video podcast was like probably in like 09, 10, something like that, 11. It, it was it's been a long time since i remember seeing one man i might be mistaken but it's maybe yeah maybe maybe in 14 maybe in 14 but yeah it's not something i would suggest uh he you're saying so he says but no music i mean the problem with music is, is it's his licensed music so that's a problem am i right matt yeah i mean the i i'm I'm always skeptical of people wanting to play music in any podcast. Um, oh, you know, it'll be a regular podcast, but reviewing music. If you're reviewing music, but so the reaction videos, though, I assume would have the music in the background, which is then what makes the whole thing uh, not kosher. And if I'm not mistaken, Dave Jackson put something out today that said Spotify is like officially cracking down on anybody who puts music in their podcast. Like, Sounds like a one strike you're out kind of a thing. Wow. Which is funny because like they have the ad support. Like they should be like YouTube where it's like, yeah, we don't want that. But now the ad revenue can just go to that person to the music because using one second of music to tell a story is, oh, hey, look, we just got Matthew Bassey. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just, everybody, he just sent in his, his, uh, speaker submission his form. speaker submission form how how about that how about that can't wait to read it um you know using one second of of music on your youtube video equates to that artist getting all of the revenue from your video seems a bit excessive if you ask me but i don't know uh, it's it's just such a complicated field the licensing music licensing world and and uh because this is downloadable content and not just streaming although i guess in spotify technically it is streaming but the music labels look the relationship between labels and the platforms is such a complicated one i would say avoid it at all costs and you know don't get in the middle of that yeah those guys, I have, those guys have billions of dollars and teams of lawyers you do not and, and hot hot chocolate filled uh hot tubs like metallica yeah and and if you're <laughs> at the point where you're if you're at the point where you're arguing fair use you've already spent too much time on lawyers and you've probably spent too much time 
on legal uh you know documents so yeah it's just not it's just not worth it talk about it you know praise it um but i wouldn't play the music uh, yeah, I just I just wouldn't at this point. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't either. I mean, people could just t- the funny thing is is you can't play the music, but you can just type it into Google and it'll take you right to like YouTube where it's not licensed at all. And well, no, yeah. but even YouTube has officially licensed versions. Of yeah, it. they do. They do like the UMG and they, versions. And they crack down on people who upload stuff without it, but. But so, also, so you can not, say that, but I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an experiment. Not, but YouTube is not downloadable by function. Is it possible to download off YouTube? Yes, but the idea of YouTube is to stream, and broadcast is very different than download. You are physically downloading a copy of the song if you include it in the podcast, and that's what changes the entire equation. Okay. That's what so, changes the so, equation. Even though, even though there's tons of YouTube downloaders out there, even though, but again, YouTube is not a download platform, right? Like it's not YouTube's fault that people have uh, hacked it and found a way to download it. Their platform is about streaming. Same thing, like radio stations in the past. Yeah, I could record music off the radio. That's technically illegal, but it's not the radio station's fault that people would record their content on tape. The license that they sign with the music labels is about we're playing it on the air. That's, you know, and so YouTube is giving the license to, so reviewing lyrics and songs, I'm embedding the video from YouTube in my blog. That's a great idea. Yeah, um, that's what I that's what that's I perfect. did. Yeah, so now uh, when I stopped the, the, right the music in in my in my show, because early on, I would I would ask my guests like, hey, what's a song that you really love? Like, and then I would take like, you know five seconds of that song and play it in front of the episode and i did that for maybe like the first 30 episodes or so until uh a friend of mine uh who knows a lot better than i guess i was willing to admit uh at the time was like yeah you you really shouldn't do that and here's why when we buy content creators like their youtube channels uh we end up having to spend countless hours stripping all the audio from their videos uh that because they used copyrighted music that we don't have the the permission for he's like so yeah it doesn't matter right this second no but if you keep doing it and you get big at it then it's going to matter and it's going to be a big headache later on also i don't remember the name of it exactly but there's a site out there that pays like the best royalties to the artists and if your whole thing is wanting to support the artists and give them their due then use an embed from a site that benefits the artist most because they're all they're the ones who are suffering from this they're the ones who lose out if you play their music and get people into it as opposed to them like if they play it on youtube they get some credit now it's probably like zero 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 one cent same with spotify but at least the record label ain't getting zero 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 one percent no 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 no, that's for sure (laughs) no but the point is like you you want the late you want the artists themselves to know that more people are interested in their music and interested as a result of what you're doing. So anything you can do that helps them at the end of the day, especially given what the focus seems to be of this, would be great and would be of value to them. And if I can, I will find there was a, th- a thread about this the other day in some other 
group that I'm in um, about music royalties. Uh, but yeah, I, I would just find a way to benefit the artist the best that you can. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and like to finish what I was going to say, this is what, this is exactly what I did for like the first hundred episodes was I would still ask them what, or maybe even 200 episodes, I ask them what song they really love. And then I would go and find that song. And then what I would do is I would embed uh, back when I had the ability to do it, uh, an Amazon uh, buy link, like to buy the song on, on Amazon. By the way, uh, which, Lou, I love the name of this tunes less traveled. Yeah, it. that's great. I'm really going to so- go ahead and like your page right now. <laughs> um. So yeah. So like that's that's exactly what I would uh, what I did, and that, and that this is great, awesome, great work, Lou. Keep it up. Well, uh, Matthew, we are getting cl- honing in on the one hour mark here, and uh, is there a- anything you'd like to add before we uh, I go into the whole wrap up here? Um. No, I mean. Come to Indie PodCon in September. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to look, I, I can be a little harsh on people who are just like, I want to start a podcast. I don't know why, but like, but the truth is, um, if you if you are passionate about something, if you are bursting at the seams trying to share something, content, passion, jokes, stories, there are people you want to interview, you just have this like curiosity that just can't be funneled anywhere else and the podcast is the right place for you then do it i want to encourage you to do it i want to help you do it um you know i want to give you everything that will make you successful at it but you know do it as if only one person is listening and that's probably going to be your best chance of success versus going in there thinking i need to have a million listeners um if you need a million listeners you're going to start doing some really stupid, desperate things to get them. And you're going to, you're going to give up your integrity and you're not going to make a quality product. So that's all I would say. Uh, if you want help, if you want more, you can find me, but also if you just, you know, want to reach out and chat, I'm here for you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Matthew. And, uh, you're welcome, Lou, uh, and Raphael. I agree. Ooh, He's should and apparently uh tim <laughs> went penthouse for i'm crushing uh, indie podcon i i gotta find out how, how do i get a penthouse i i don't want to I, I want a nice big room for myself uh this year um instead of sharing my room again <laughs> as, as matthew and i have talked about in the past talked about um not, don't you not have people at your house uh, I, we did well the first year we had like i think it was like eight or nine people stay at the house uh the second year i think it was like four or five people stayed at the house uh and then it, it yeah now well this year i mean I, I shared a room the last two years uh with Jeanette, and this this and one of the nights was with max uh maxwell ivy um for one of those nights so Next year, I, I I need my I need my own room. <laughs> I, yeah. I really really need my own room to be you able are, to just. You relax. are a mensch, Joe Pardo. Don't get me wrong. You are an incredibly kind, oh, thank giving, you. charitable person. But like me, you have kids. You need your own room. 
get, I, get, I do. <laughs> get, 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 get yourself some good sleep while you're there. Yeah. I, well, that's, and that's, that's hard enough to go to sleep on my own at all, let alone, you know, listen, waking up to other people snoring. I mean, I got, I got enough snoring going on myself. I don't, I don't need other people snoring to wake me up. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing there, seeing there, Tim, and seeing you there, Matthew. And uh, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate you taking the time tonight to come hang out, talk podcasting, and and impart all the great knowledge that you bring to the table. Uh, I, I'm very thankful for you. It is my absolute pleasure. Love doing it. Would give you, you know, my time whenever I can, Joe. Oh, thank you, thank you. Actually, speaking of speaking of giving you giving time, we we need to talk about doing the the top. Uh, you know, getting that back on our schedule uh, before it gets the spring and 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 uh, summer. The top, the show, the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got That's we got to talk about getting that get getting that uh, back on the back on the deck. So I want to record at least one of uh, one episode this year. That's my goal: record one episode of the show uh, at the minimum because it's, it's just such a time you know suck. Uh, count me anyway, in. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Count me in. Awesome. We'll 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 talk we'll talk over the next uh, couple couple days slash weeks and we'll get a date picked and uh, and we'll make it happen. Anyway, this episode is brought to you and to me, and I'm so thankful for their gracious sponsorship. Uh, it's brought to you by Podbean Live. Podbean's live stream is a unique platform for turning your podcast production into a live show and is open to any podcaster on any hosting site easily invite multiple co-hosts and guests to join the live stream earn money from live stream show ticket sales and get listener rewards uh, as well as engage your audience in new and exciting ways uh, if you're ready to get started, sign up today at podbean.com slash live. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com slash live, uh, which it, it is ironic that we're using um, StreamYard to stream this. Uh, but and 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 I've been I actually kind of forgot that I, I'm supposed to be co-streaming this on the Podbean's platform as well. Uh, so sorry about that, Podbean. But uh, I, I got to figure out a better way of doing it than I did last time, be, uh, last like a couple weeks ago, because it did not work out well for me. Uh, and I need, I need another, I need another way of doing it. And I don't. Yeah. Anyway, that's another topic for another time. Everybody. I hope uh, you all have a great week. We will be back next Wednesday with another co uh, co guest host. Um, Brandon Hull will be here. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Ooh, I love Brandon. That's oh, good. yeah. Good people. Love, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Good people. Absolutely. I, I'm excited to have, have Brandon Hull on as well, uh, who is, uh, is the uh, owner and, yeah, HelloCast, the owner and founder of HelloCast. I knew that. I wasn't searching it up. Um, <laughs> anyway, I uh, real quick though, Matthew, did you did you have a good New Year? I was actually sick on New Year's Eve. Oh, uh, we fun. we went to a friend's house with the kids early. Got there at like four. Had dinner. We were home by seven. The wife was asleep at like nine. I did a little bit of work, but 
Yeah, I was sick as a dog on New Year's Eve. So um, the actual New Year's Eve part, yeah, not so much. But um, yeah, I'm I'm ready for a great, successful, thriving 2020. Although, as we said before the show, so far at least a little bit to be desired. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I I hear I hear you. It'll get it'll get better, man. Agree. It'll it'll it will definitely get better. Um, I'm you know I'm pumped for for the things that are uh, coming down the pike here. And, and I'm looking forward to making some, some more announcements as we, as we go forward. So, uh, all right, everybody, I hope you all have a great week and uh, I'll see you and Brandon Hull next week here, Wednesday, 8 PM Eastern. Take care.